All right, Dave. How are you? Yeah. Great. How how do I sound? You sound fantastic. You sound refreshed. Yeah, like like on a scale of uh, one to eight point one. How do I sound? Oh, you sound like uh, you sound like an eight point one, maybe even eight point one one. Yeah. It, well, actually, probably on a scale of two point one to eight point one, I guess. <laughs> like the right, right scale. Yeah. Yeah. Real so jokes, I'm, I'm coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Try the salmon. Tip your waitress. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, uh, I'm coming to you live from uh, uh, Rel Eight One on my laptop. It's great. Uh, it's a, uh, you know, you could have thought that uh, if you really like Rel Eight Eight One, is like pretty fantastic. Much more polish. Um, you know, the fit and finish is there. So it's, I'm really excited about that. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, and the the biggest triumph for us was the fact that, um, as you know, when we announced the the 8 series, that we were going to be releasing on a six-month cadence, right? Yeah, and I laughed. Yes, yes. Well, many people laughed. Uh, yeah. And, and many, many people in engineering cried uh, when we announced that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I am very, very proud and pleased to say that uh, we've made good on the promise thus far. Uh, we actually got the yep. release out in six months, so um, this is uh, this is the world we live in now. Every six months, you're getting uh, you're getting a fresh batch of raw. Yep, yeah. The Vegas odd makers. They I wonder if they've made out or or lost lost their shirts on that <laughs> deal. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. That's great. So what, what's new with you uh, besides Relate One? Yeah, so Relate One's out the door. The we talked on the last show about sketching, and I'm I'm here to come back a week later and say. Uh, a huge plus one on the on the sketching. So, sketching instead of uh, kind of hierarchical note taking has really improved. Um, as my skills have improved at it, it has really improved my listening skills. And mm-hmm. uh, what I've the, what I've kind of settled into is um, sketching the path of the conversation. Um, and so, if you can imagine uh, putting down notes and pictures um, on a road, if you like. And, you know, conversations, usually there's kind of a main theme of things that you're talking about and it kind of moves from one topic to another, but there's also like side conversations. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I find that uh, kind of visualizing it in that way as a kind of a road with little uh, spurs and dog legs and stuff um, mm-hmm. is a, like a really handy way. Um, I find that this is the most important test is that when I go back and look at previous notes, it's much easier for me to remember the conversation and, mm-hmm. and kind of the context for it um, because it's uh, because the kind of the shape of the conversation is, is kind of physically in front of me. Um, I just, yeah. I think it's great. It's like, like a memory palace or something like that. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah that's right. And my, my guess is that when you retire, I just have this mental picture of you being at like Venice beach with an easel <laughs> and, and like people would come and sit and do meetings and you would, you would sketch them for them. Like on Venice Beach. Yeah, you know it's it's funny. Uh, my life is full and rich, Dave, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently found myself listening to a podcast that I liked, and I was actually sketching out the course of the podcast uh, as a kind of a practice for note for mm-hmm. note taking my meetings. Um, yeah. Well, and actually, I'm looking at my next topic, and I'm realizing that uh, I'm painting a very grim picture of my interior life because my next topic yeah. is uh, folding laundry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> a cry for help here. This is like intervention time. Yeah. 
So uh, recently, Twitter uh, was unusually useful to me. Um, rather than becoming mm-hmm. a rage machine, it uh, it yes. actually it actually offered me two uh, two delights. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm a kind of a well ordered well ordered person. I like ritual, and I like uh, mm-hmm. uh, I like I like having some some regularity in things. And uh, mm-hmm. I ran across this video that is uh, basically it's like a two minute video that just shows you how to fold everything, like how to fold a comforter, how to fold a hoodie, a fitted sheet. A t-shirt and so on um and uh, uh i recently took all these lessons and uh, taught them to soren um mm-hmm. who as a five-year-old thirsty for structure just latched onto them he loved it and so we mm-hmm. spent sunday afternoon we went through his old closet and refolded everything according to the video and uh he was visibly relieved and calmed by it he was just he just loved it um as wow. was i yeah it was great it was great um and so uh if you're into that um, I can also refer you to this delightful video from this guy, Christian Hall, who's showing mm-hmm. off a t-shirt folding uh, device, which, mm-hmm. uh, well, Dave, you just saw the video. I don't think I've ever seen anybody this excited about anything. Yeah, he was delighted. Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was life-changing for him. <laughs> it was. He was into it. And so if you want a sense of what Soren was like after folding all the, all the clothes in his, in, his, uh, <laughs> in his clothes closet, you can go take a look at this video of, uh, of uh, Christian Hall. <laughs> but the, Soren doesn't have a beard yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. So Lent, So okay. If if you guys are that much into folding, what's your uh, stance on ironing? Ironing, not so much. Not not in, really. Not, not into ironing. No. No. Um, wow. Ironing is a labor, and uh, ever since I left, uh, ever since I left the field, um, I found myself mm-hmm. wearing a, many fewer button-down shirts. Um, mm-hmm. um, I've moved into a, a jeans and a t-shirt era in my life. Good for you. And I'm, yeah. I, it's great. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, me, I'm like, I'm thinking about joining like one of those, uh, competitive ironing teams, you know, <laughs> where it's, I, you know, it's, it's one of those to me, it's like, you know how you go to like the, the guy in the field that travels and you get to the hotel room, you pull all your clothes out. And then I just like, I don't even iron them at home. I, I just stuff them in my bag and iron them in the hotel and you uh you know to me it's just like you know how you get settled in the hotel and you you lay your toothbrush out you sort of make yourself at home and mm-hmm. um and everything and uh you know just a, a nicely ironed shirt just like and you're like ready for the week and it's to me it's it's calming part of your ritual right yeah 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 the worst part though is that you go to the hotel and the um uh ironing board cover is like all wrinkled and that. it won't unwrinkle hate that the other one I hate is the uh, uh, is the iron with uh, like the calcium deposits in it, and so oh you get, yeah, so you get the snow on your on your shirt. Terrible. Yep, yep, That's yep, bad. exactly. Don't miss that. Do not no. miss that. All right. Yeah, but uh, we're not we're not talking about laundry this week. Oh, is this not the clothes episode? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll we'll have, to, we'll have to do a special on that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you have on top? Yeah, so uh, we are going to talk about reinvention. So uh, reinventing the human computer interface, mm-hmm. reinventing self storage, reinventing war driving, and reinventing the middle seat. Ooh, I like that last one. That sounds great. Yep. All right. Uh, so Dave, if, yeah. uh, if folks want to take a look at these, uh, <laughs> if folks are deeply, deeply broken inside and want to watch these <laughs> these laundry folding videos, what website should they go visit? Yeah, there are worse things on that on this episode that they could look at as well, but I'm, I don't want to ruin it. Um, it's yeah, it's horrifying. 
So, um, yeah, they want to go to dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. Nice. And uh, I like this cutting room floor this week. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I could tell. It's, uh, yeah, so we, it's, this is, uh, see the pattern here. Um, we got 10 facts about the BC Boys sabotage video. We have 53 incredibly stylish mugshots from the 1920s and uh, 100,000 faces generated by AI. Excellent. Excellent. I yeah. Like those, uh, those, those stylish mugshots are great. It was like, it was uh, in the early days of mugshotting because uh, yes. I guess photography just got, and so they had this, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's there's a they take one shot from like basically like the waist up and they mm-hmm. let and they let the criminal poses, right? It's not the yeah. it's not the you know stand up straight hold the placard. It's uh like <laughs> they get to pose in like whatever whatever pose they want, I guess. And then there's another one that's like full length size. And so it's a um it's cool to see how they it's cool to see how these how these different criminals dressed themselves. Yeah. And the, the photos are pretty high quality. And like mm-hmm. you look at the people and it's like they could have they could be around like today. Yeah. Right. They, I mean, it just looks so realistic. Of, um, so it's just amazing. And it's incredible. the number of them that look like Daniel Craig is really remarkable. <laughs> yeah. It's got well, this. and for criminals, they're all wearing suits yeah. uh, compared to, you know, nowadays. It's yeah. like people don't dress up anymore. Yeah. That's right. um, that's right. They're wearing jeans and T-shirts. It's great. It's great. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right, so where where should we start with the interfaces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this is something that I'm sure everybody has thought of one time or another. Um, what if you could use human, uh, uh, like artificial human skin, as a uh, human computer interface? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So they they got this uh, this thing. It's called the skin on interface, and so. Um, basically like instead of having like a touchpad that, you know, it's just like the number of like degrees of freedom that you have to engage with it are kind of limited, right? Where imagine instead of having a touchpad, you have this like, I don't know, uh, blob of flesh. It's like a half inch thick that you could press it. You could twist it. You could tickle it. Um, you could do all kinds of things to generate uh, user input. If I encourage you, if you have a browser in front of you, go to the website dgshow.org. Take a look at this photo. It's it's it is exactly as Dave described it as it looks like a six inch lozenge of human flesh. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. yeah, about the size of what a sponge. Yeah, you know, like yeah. a like a dish uh, sponge, and 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 so that's you know you think that oh that's. So what? It's it's tablets. You know, we're we're in a smartwatch world, cell phone world, mobile first is what I guess the cool kids call it. Um, and so they also have options for um, a cell phone case that is like the back <laughs> of your cell phone case looks like flesh, and you could like you know tickle it or whatever you know. <laughs> and then the same thing with your like uh, smartwatch, right? So imagine a smartwatch made out of uh, a wristband of artificial flesh. Yep. Progress? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you remember uh, episode one fifty one forty seven where we talked about the uh, dad bag? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, for uh, and we got the link in the show notes for people that missed it, but it's the the fanny pack that looks like um, a beer belly for a guy, and it has like the hair on it and everything. But I'm just wondering if these guys should partner with the dad bag people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That's right. You could have a an entire abdomen full of uh, of of input opportunities. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could have like hair, and you could mm-hmm. pluck the hairs, right. or or like the belly button it could be like a joystick, like you stick your finger <laughs> in the belly button. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this Dave, this is a technology that we will as as a human race come to regret. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is this is not great. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't talked about the gig economy in a while. That's true. Yeah, we haven't, especially now that WeWork collapsed. Um, yeah. I feel like we should, we should have mentioned that too, but yeah, WeWork fell apart. Yeah. Um, turns out that, uh, turns out that it's, uh, if you take a real estate company and give it a, a tech company valuation, things don't work out well. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. When you're like owning, um, property and everything. Yeah. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah. But the founder, he was able to exit and land on his feet, though, so good for him. Yeah, to the tune of about a billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's nice. Yep. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but uh, gig economy-wise, um, and speaking of real estate and everything, um, there is, um, you know how you have, like, Airbnb where you can spend the night in some person's house? Mm-hmm. Sure. So imagine having an Airbnb where you could store stuff. Oh, Okay. Yeah, this is this may actually be a, not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So imagine, like in like in the case of my daughter, imagine it's like she could rent, uh, you know, like you know between terms, you know, like over the summer, right? You know, you have a furnished apartment, or or, or I mean, you furnish an apartment, and then what do you do? Do you haul it home for three months and then bring it back, or do you do like a short term rental? Um, here's an opportunity where maybe somebody at in the college town has like a basement or an attic where or a spare bedroom where you could just dump the stuff off and then come back in three months and pick it up later. Yeah. I love this idea. I think this is yeah. great. Yeah. And and so there's a so there's this app called Neighbor, uh not neighbors plural that that is the I guess the Amazon uh video camera um doorbell app thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's neighbor. Um and you could basically rent out anything so like you could have you could rent out a shelf in your basement you know so not out you know and you can even rent out like you can have multiple shelves and have multiple people um for those shelves right yeah um yeah or i want this shelf or a whole rack shelves and all that but yeah you could do all kind of things like including uh you could rent out um um the a trunk of a busted cadillac of course yeah why not Mm -hmm. Yeah, four bucks a month. Um, no, actually, uh, yeah. So, so you could rent that out. Um, there's all kind of things that you could rent out. Um, and and so, what's to me, what's interesting there is that um, they're just you know, when you think of a business, they're they're often looking for inefficiencies in the current market. Mm-hmm. And you know, right now, they're like to me, it just blows my mind of the you know the storage, um, you know, the uh, self uh, storage business, right where. You know, you got your Christmas tree, all the Christmas stuff, and then you store that somewhere. And, um, you know, or, you know, it's like they, they people have a garage, but they don't put their car in it because they just have it's full of stuff um, where there are other people like, you know, like uh, empty nesters. Right. That may have like a larger house, but may have all this extra space where, you know, the kids moved out and mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for uh, people to store stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. This is a, this is. 
this is the market's working, right? Like, I've got yep. some spare capacity. You've got some demand. So let's get them together, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's great. Yeah. I like Sheds, it. garages, closets, empty shelves, I'm Cadillacs. There's, there's, probably, there's probably an opportunity for some uh, performance art here too, right? Where, uh, you know, you rent out a couple shelves and then see who takes them up on it. And then, uh, and then you know, whatever, take photographs of how the shelves change over time or, you know, the, all the different kinds of knickknacks and whatnots that people would put on them. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that they talked about of like, like, let's imagine that you have this shared space. Like you, you're not going to give the key to like everybody and every, you know, people could take stuff off of other people's shelves or, or uh, play around in their stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so you keep it separate, but, um, yeah, that, that was something that they talked about. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I like it. Now, what if, what if, no, uh, of course, this is the Dave and Gunner show, so we got to talk about the, the security implications of letting just anyone put a package uh, on your property or in your house or your storage shed or whatnot. Like, what are the, what kind of threats? Yeah, would present exactly. And that's, that's where, um, you know, I, you know, like I, I was, like, I would Uber from the airport, you know, whether it's Cleveland or Akron. And, um, you know, I would, when I would Uber from Cleveland back to home, you know, people, you know, I talk to the Uber drivers and they're like, yeah, it's like I go anywhere, but except for East Cleveland, that's like bad. It's like a war zone, really bad place. And, you know, so basically it's, there's a city called East Cleveland on the east side of Cleveland that is kind of bankrupt mm-hmm. um, where, you know, it's like everybody moved out so that there isn't enough, uh, you know, stuff, you know, there's not enough taxes for to f- sufficiently fund the police force mm-hmm. for the amount of crime that they have. And so it's really bad there. And um, the one Uber driver said that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like I was, you know, I know this one guy. It's like I don't do fares to East Cleveland, but this guy does. And he said that he, um, you know, showed up to this one guy's house and they needed him to move a bale of weed across town. (laughs) And so the guy got he panicked and he like took off. But it wound up being like this, like going the wrong way down a one-way street. Mm-hmm. So he actually had to turn around and drive past the people again. And <laughs> But he still drives on the east side of Cleveland. But imagine, it's like, I can imagine, you know, like dead drops or, or yeah. you know, you could, yeah, you could you could do some sketchy things with this. You know, it's what would Walter White do with this sort of re- arrangement? Yeah, I mean, between a Uber and TaskRabbit, it's never been easier to be a spy, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could automate your dead drops, the uh, gig economy of dead drops. <laughs> That's right. Show title, write that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but it's, but it looks like, I'm looking at our next topic, and it looks like someone has anticipated this uh, this opportunity for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of packages, um, so you've heard of, so we're going to add a new term to the uh, David Gunner lexicon. So you've heard of, of, uh, uh, war dialing, right? Yes, that's where you uh, you dial up, use a computer to dial up a random series of numbers in order to find uh, phone numbers that might be interesting or connected to interesting things. Yep. yep. Yeah, and and then um, how about um, war driving? Yeah, that's where you uh, you roll around town looking for open Wi-Fi. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So okay, two for two. Let's. So for the final round, we have. The new word, which is uh, war shipping. Uh, war shipping. I guess that's uh, g- 
going through celebrity magazines looking for your favorite couples? No, no. Okay. And it has nothing to do with church. Um, but this, (laughs) yeah, this is, um, yeah, totally different subject. Um, different, different podcast, uh, war shipping. Uh, so W A R shipping it's, uh, so I guess the, like one of the IBM security teams, they have come up with this idea of, um, doing infiltration methods through package deliveries to the office mailroom. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. So instead of driving around with a laptop and holding an antenna out the window to look for open Wi-Fi that you could hop onto, mm-hmm. you basically have like this like single board computer, think like Arduino, Raspberry Pi or something like that, that will go to sleep and then wake up and like look around, it doesn't see anything, and then it goes back to sleep. Um, and then if it wakes up and it finds something, it will start poking around and try to attack the network or whatever, you know, devices that are out there. Yeah. And so um, there is, and, and you, it also has a, a, uh, a GPS unit along with it. So, you know, the people could track where the package is. Mm-hmm. So even like if it's like in the shipping um, truck or whatever, um, you know, you could detect where it is. Uh, and then once it gets to the particular, you know, destination, you know, a lot of times it's in the mail room or they'll put it, the package on somebody's desk. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it'll sit there, it'll fire up and start, um, sniffing the network, trying to figure out ways to break in. And then it would, uh, fire up like a 3g modem that will, um, will call back and, and, um, tell what it's, uh, what it's, um, progress has been. That's really clever. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe I haven't heard of this before, but this makes total sense. Like this is a, right. You could get, you could have that thing in there. It's, you know, it's sniffing the network. It's looking for, it's looking for passwords, uh, whatever. And you have total, more or less, I guess, total anonymity or at least deniability. Right. Um, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So now I'm imagining, you know, the, the military or, uh, you know, large corporations now they're making sure that all their, all their mail rooms are Faraday cages, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yep. That's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So got some other things too. Let's let's get away from shipping packages to uh shipping bodies. Yeah. Um so airline etiquette question for you. Yep. Um so who gets the armrest? Uh, so you got let's say you got a um you know, uh, aisle seat, middle mm-hmm. seat, window seat. Mm-hmm. Who gets the armrests of which one? Yep, yep, great. This is this is a this is a, this is a time age old question. It's an easy answer. Uh, aisle person gets the aisle. Uh, aisle the aisle gets the uh, the seat the armrest in the aisle. The window person gets the armrest at the window, and the middle person gets two armrests. You really? Know, it's yeah. It's right there in the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's. Not the way I play. Really? Um, yeah. To me, the armrest that is shared, mm-hmm. nobody uses. <laughs> it's, it's the neutral zone that nobody's going to cross. Because I'm going to get like some elbow in my side, and you know, right. it's like no, no. Right. So it's more. It's more of a. It's more of a partition than a than an armrest. Yeah, it's a Maginot line. Yes. <laughs> Berlin Wall. Right. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
You know, now that you mentioned that, actually, that is my lived experience. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I roll. So it's like, yeah. I'll, yeah. Otherwise, I, I like start drumming and, you know, because I'm not going to have somebody elbow me in the ribs. I'm like, not going to do that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. Well, when are they okay. going to fix this middle seat situation? Because the middle seat, yeah. is, especially under, under your rules, which are the yes. revealed to be the true rules, which is nobody uses yes. them. Um, yes. That now, the middle, now the middle seat is, uh, is in a real bad way. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that person screwed, and that teaches teaches them for buying the the cheap airline uh, seats. <laughs> they, they do not deserve both armrests. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, there is actually the FAA uh, approved uh, a new seating, uh, a new new set of seats um, for um, where the the way they do it, and I have some pictures here where the seats vary in width. Okay, so if you're in the aisle mm -hmm. or in the window, it's an 18 inch width. If you're in the middle seat, you get 21 inches. Okay. Okay. If you are in the um, uh, also the middle seat is lower and moved back a little bit, so you're not like looking like directly in the person's like ear canal, <laughs> and um, everybody gets their own armrest. I like it. I like it. You know what else I like about this? I like the idea that the um, the middle person, because they're lower and back, uh, the the reach over that the flight attendant has to do to deliver the drinks or whatever becomes a lot easier. Yep. Yeah, and the other thing they have an upgrade version of this model that you could actually um, like move the arm armrest up between the aisle seat and the middle seat, and then slide the aisle seat over to on top of the middle seat to allow people to like get on the plane and off the plane faster. What? That's great. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you think that it's like, Oh, the airlines aren't going to pay for, you know, um, you know, making it, you know, easier for people to get on and off planes. But if you think of it, the, the faster people can get on and off, the faster they can turn around. That's, that's money. Yeah. That's right. right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So who'd have thought it's like something that's like a win-win for everybody. Wow. That's cool. That's heartwarming. Mm -hmm. I like it. We'll never see this in our no, lifetime. No, we won't. No, no, no. But, but I do like the idea that they were thinking about it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Wonderful. All right. Well, speaking of uh, getting out of here quickly, Dave, uh, yes. if, uh, if folks want to uh, learn more or if they want to see photos of these very ingenious uh, airplane seats, or if they want to watch some, uh, Close folding videos, or if they want to uh, be revolted at the sight of this uh, this skin input device, <laughs> what what website should they go visit? Yeah, it's uh, yeah they should always go to uh, dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G is and Gunner Show dot org. Nice. Uh, all right, Dave. I will. Uh, I'll pinch you later. No. no <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> all right. I'm hanging up now. Goodbye. Bye.